The views and opinions expressed are those of the hosts, our callers, and guests, and do not necessarily represent those of the society, its management, or our advertisers. We hope you enjoyed this week's episode. Welcome to Sam Sense, the show that dives deep into the fascinating world of management. I'm one of your hosts, Allie, and I'm thrilled to have you join us on this journey of exploration and discovery. In each episode, we'll unravel complexities, share thought-provoking insights, and engage in captivating conversations with experts and enthusiasts in the management realm. This podcast is designed to both educate and entertain. Joined with me today are co-hosts Patrick, Hank, Wesley, as well as our guest host, Chris. Welcome to our podcast. I'm just having a real hard time right now, guys. I have to admit with all my uh, huge fame on TikTok with the how Frederick Taylor would eat a banana video. You're still mortified, aren't you, Wesley? You're wrong. You're wrong. And you think you're you think you're famous now. Am I even allowed to sit on this side of the the ta- same ta- same side of the table as you, or do I have to move? Uh, you can talk to my agent. Okay. Um. Yeah. Okay. Your you agent. Know, I, yeah. And who exactly is your agent? Um. That that would be um our executive producer Patrick. Oh. Okay. Yeah. He's he's paying me the big bucks to be here. What? You're not getting paid. You get paid. To, you you don't have to pay money to be in this position. <laughs> <laughs> well, well any, anyway, if you haven't got a chance, um, we're we're apparently we're blowing up um, on on TikTok. So if, if you're curious on how Frederick Taylor would eat a banana, and I know you are, go down. You can find our TikTok page. Um, it's, it will be in the notes, and please feel free to like and subscribe. But um, we're we're joined today by uh, Chris Endicott. Chris, first of all, welcome to the podcast. Thank you. So how would Frederick Taylor eat a banana? I don't think he would. If, if I'm understanding correct, he's dead. Okay. Good, good point. Yeah. Good, good point. Yeah. But anyway, um, so uh, Chris, you, can you tell us uh, a little bit about yourself? Uh, yeah, yeah. I, I am a 25-year now um, employee in the logistics management field. I've worked for several different companies as far as logistics from produce to chips to uh, major appliances um i have um you know i've uh i am an award winner from sam actually for my field in logistics management um i uh, currently work at a million square foot facility uh you know 135 ish employees i've worked for entrepreneurial businesses um you know a lot of experience in logistics Awesome, awesome. So we actually have a very special episode today for everybody. Instead of getting into management theory or history, we're going to talk management horror stories. Dun, dun, dun. dun. Everybody has one. Oh, everybody yeah. has one. Oh, yeah, that, for sure. sure. Uh, so what, what, we're, what we brought Chris here to do is um, – Chris has shared some of these. Um, some of them are rather funny management stories. Some of them are truly horrifying. Um, but we figured Chris would share the story, then we would bat it around and um, maybe try to put on Chris's shoes and see how we would have solved it and then hear how Chris actually solved it. How does that sound? Does that sound like a fun time? Let's do it. All right. And when, when it comes to management, too, there can always be horror stories of you being a manager and being, oh my God, what did I just do? Or you being an employee with 
a manager and saying, what the heck? I need to get out of this place if this continues. Oh, oh yeah. There's, <laughs> there's a bunch of that. So, so Chris, why don't you share with us one of your management horror stories? Okay. Um, I think we'll start uh, with what I think is, is my, my uh, favorite horror story. So I was working for an entrepreneurial business um, and we had two uh, buildings, um, you know, shared on the same parking lot about, about, I don't know, 400 feet away from each other. The second building was actually uh, condemned, but <laughs> in, in, in management, um, you know, in growing business, if this was in the height of COVID, a changing environment. We, we really didn't have another choice but to use that building. Um, and the main bay door entrance for that building was busted. Um, one of my employees had run through it with a forklift, um, which was a, a medical issue. That's not the horror story, funny enough. Um, so the door was jammed open. And I come in to work one morning. I'm sitting in my office, you know, going through the previous day stuff and, and everything's going. And then I get a call from one of my leads who's over in the other building. Our e-commerce section ran out of that building. And uh, I get a call from the lead um, screaming at me that there is a bear and its cub has entered the building. <laughs> Well, so, Smokey the Bear has joined us. Yes, yes. So the that's um, our actual special guest today, guys. <laughs> the right. bear. The bear. <laughs> um, they were doing construction nearby. There was a lot of deforestation going on. They're adding a lot of warehouses in that area, and uh, yeah, a bear and its cub had wandered into the warehouse, and so of course I immediately say evacuate the building, get everybody out. I'm on my way. We get the building evacuated, and um, of course we call. Uh, uh, the police and the the um, the forest people to to come out to get this bear out, and the police start calling all of their buddies, and they have decided they want to go hunting, <laughs> and uh, uh, they you know illegal? not really making sure the building is clear, but but they wanted to get the the they want this bear, um, so just just cops after cops after cops start showing up and they're all suiting up and they get ready and they go into the building. And, um, uh, one of our salesmen from up North pulls in at this time. Uh, he was just visiting the facility randomly and he pulls in, he, he sees all of these cops and me standing out front. He's like, what's going on? And I'm like, well, uh, a bear has entered the facility and the cops are in there hunting it. Now, I want you to understand they're in full gear. They've got their big rifle, AR-50, whatever, uh, looking for this bear. And he's like, oh, I got to see this. And I'm like, you cannot go in there. They might shoot you. <laughs> and he's like, oh, no, I'm going. And he he enters the building. And I'm just like, well, okay. Um, but we're keeping all the other employees out. And, you know, 10, 15, 20 minutes go by. And next thing I know... Our, uh, our salesperson is being escorted out at gunpoint by a cop um, threatening to be arrested because he went into the building when they were hunting a bear with their guns out or whatever. And she's yelling at him that, you know, they could have easily shot him and the bear could have eaten him. And, <laughs> you know, 
it just wasn't safe and it was dumb for him to do. And, you know, he didn't listen to whatever. So he's like, um, he's like, okay, 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 whatever. And, uh, kind of given a little attitude. So then he gets arrested. Um, no, for giving no, no, we gotta, we gotta pause this story. <laughs> There's just too many things. First of all, was the bear looking for a job? Right. Like, did, what was the bear there to like apply How for was a the position? Resume? It was bring yeah. your kids to work day. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> oh, oh, is that what it was? It was bring well, your let's, kids, let's put the bring your beers to work. To, you bring your beer to work day. It was the height of COVID. I would have hired them both. We needed the help. <laughs> right, exactly. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. So, so you're so the salesman is literally arrested. Salesman was arrested. Yep, yep. For. Um, um, cause he kept drunk and disorderly. <laughs> he just, he's, you know, he was, I, I guess he was just giving, uh, a lot of attitude and, and whatever. Now they released him later. Um, and you know, came back to the facility and whatever, but like, you just, you know, when a cop tells you don't go in and you know, whatever, and you're give thrown a lot of attitude, they just, they have a different mentality up there, mm-hmm. you know? Um, I guarantee you it's in New York. <laughs> Probably. As, I'm saying that yeah. as a Boston Red Sox fan, it was a Yankees fan. I don't know where the guy was from, but he was clearly a New York Yankees fan, for sure. For sure. Uh, or an Eagles fan. Philadelphia Eagles. One of the two. I just imagine somebody in the background yelling like, no, don't hurt them. That's my emotional support bear. <laughs> and, <you> know, like, <laughs> and we all have to agree that's gotten yeah. a little bit out of hand. You know what's They never found the bear. Really? What? Yeah. The, uh, we looked at the cameras later. And um, it the the bear and the mom, um, there's like a retaining wall that's attached to the building that separates it from train tracks and then back over towards the forest area. And it apparently had broken through the back door um, that we eventually caught on camera later and they just wandered out and off they went. Um, you know, the cops were very disappointed and, and, uh, the salesman was arrested and we evacuated the building and lost, I don't know, probably two and a half, three hours of, of production time in the e-commerce department. But, uh, yeah, it was pretty exciting. We did, uh, well, that's probably not appropriate, but we, we had to clean up some messes. Oh, uh, oh but, yeah. Uh, yeah. So yeah. Yeah. So, so the bear enjoyed the cafeteria. I did. It did. Okay. It did. Okay. Yeah. I did. So, so Allie, have you ever had a bear walk in your insurance company? I personally have not. Okay. Um, I've had some people walk in that act like animals. <laughs> okay. Oh, yeah. Definitely. I think I'd rather the bear and the cub over some of the people that I've had to deal with. Okay. Um, but I'm curious if that were to happen again, would you do anything differently? Would you have just not picked up the phone and said, it's my day off. I got to go. <laughs> Would you have not had hired the salesman who's a Yankees and an Eagles fan? <laughs> Would I have done anything differently? Um, no. I mean, uh, nobody was hurt. Uh, the bear wasn't hurt. The employees weren't hurt. The facility wasn't hurt. Um, at the end of the day, I think we played it for the most part correctly. If I would have done um, anything, well, I don't know that there's a lot I can do. You know, in the in in um, the entrepreneurial world of logistics, when you know it's a you've got a single owner and it's his money on the line, and you know you've got uh, all that going on, you don't safety should always be your highest priority, but you don't you have to make specific decisions on keeping your employees, you know, 
with jobs, keeping the business going and all that. And sometimes you you don't have the luxury of the, the greatest decision. So if anything, I would have fought harder not to have used that building to begin with. Um, but just in the place we were and, you know, uh, the building, the, the, the business COVID, um, that specific line of business, you know, I don't want to get too many details, but, um, it, it exploded. You know, we, we went from a, uh, $8 million a year company to over a hundred million dollars that year. Wow. I mean, mm-hmm. the growth was, you know, we, they brought in with, with the growth we had, we were able to add our, our, our labor force quadrupled. Our e-commerce department didn't exist before that. And, um, you know, we were doing 100, 200 pieces a day. By the end of that, we were doing like 6,000. Um, so it just, it was, it was going so fast and exploding so fast. Um, tough decisions, but uh, no, I wouldn't do anything different. Um, except maybe, you know, if they got the bear, we could have had a nice, you know, bearskin rug or, uh, oh. were they, was the bear wearing oh. a mask? Was the bear <laughs> vaccinated? No. Was it vaccinated? No, we think, uh, it was, it was oddly enough for Florida. It was cold at that time. We think they went in there for warmth okay. uh, because the door was open and, um, and just found their way out. Okay, I can I can tell you um, a management horror story uh, somewhat related to that. So um, related to bears. Uh, well, animals, just gen- okay. animals in general. Mm. I think I think it's a segue. Um, so I worked for oh, a. I will just say at the time because it's changed now. I worked for one of the big six accounting firms, and we had leased this uh, particular building. And my desk was basically directly under a vent. So I walk in on um, a random Monday morning. Uh, They turn on the vent system. And over the weekend, they they found that there was a cockroach infestation in the building. So they had fumigated. And then they determined they decided to turn on the the system because they like for whatever reason you couldn't have it like circulating or whatever. Right. So they decided to turn it on at 9 a.m. on a Monday morning when I'm sitting at my desk and about 10,000 cockroaches oh. blew out the vent all over my desk. Nope. All over my desk. Um, it was horrifying. It was like something out of a horror movie. And at the time, it was between January and April, which for for in the accounting world, that's like peak season. And you don't get like, I'm like, I need a mental health day after seeing that. And I mean, this is this is also a different time where like mental health days weren't allowed. Right. Um, So it was especially in that industry. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Like, like, you know, it's like. What you've never had ten thousand dead cockroaches fall all over your desk while you're working? None touched me. I just, it just, but it was like I'm like I don't think I'm going to finish that that uh, tax return. I'm just not going to not going to do it. But what, what I will say though is I, I'm glad they were ten thousand dead cockroaches and not ten thousand alive cockroaches because I'm pretty sure that's where I would have drawn the line and I would never have been back in that building again. So. I, I, did I say I went back in that building you, ever you, again? You didn't. You didn't. <laughs> okay, yeah, yeah. So uh, I can actually beat that one. Um, so same uh, same company, same building. We had you know, like I said, we cleared it out. It had been abandoned for a while. We cleared all the stuff out, and we uh, were putting pallets of our our product in there. And um, so shortly afterwards, luckily, uh, an, a 
employee, I uh, can't remember, kicked a box or somehow opened a box. Bottom line, we had a snake infestation <laughs> and they had taken up homes in several of the boxes that we were shipping out and all of the pallets were talking hundreds of, you know, uh, if not thousands of boxes. So I had to have employees go through and break open all the boxes and clear snakes out of all of our product before we could ship it out to our customers. So we had a, a large snake infestation, uh, in that same snake. See, see, I see you missed an opportunity here. Um, and I think you made a bad management decision because what you should have done is whatever product you were selling, get a free snake. <laughs> yeah. You I, I know, that, 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 you could have you doubled your sales. I could have. Unfortunately, um, most I'm, people don't like snakes. I'm terrified. I hate I snakes. I am too. Yeah. So um, your business was in Florida, correct? It was in Florida. All right. Yeah. So. Yeah. But that doesn't mean the boxes that were being shipped were all in Florida. Yeah. Were they going? Yeah. That's, that's Us a good Rhode point. Islanders, we're not used to snakes. If I got a box with a snake in it, I would be suing or tr- at least trying to sue for mental distress. Instead of snakes on a plane, that's snakes in a crate or <laughs> snakes in a box. Oh, gosh. But I think curious. we need to change this podcast from management horror stories to animal horrors. Yeah. That seems to be the direction we're going. It was. Yeah. It was. Wow. So managerial then. Let's switch gears a little bit. Did you have your actual employees go through the boxes or did you have to outsource because that's unsafe conditions for your workers? No, we had. Um, so I I, <laughs> I asked for volunteers, um, but we did <laughs> also we, we verified that the snakes were not poisonous. Um, so um, um, it all worked out in the end, you know, and no one got bit or hurt. Like we literally would just, you know, open the box, tump it over. The snakes would come out and they would run off. And then we had a couple of guys with those long, um, st- uh, like sticks with hooks on them and they would just scoop them up and we put them all in a bucket and then, you know, would, would take them out. But I think it was somewhere, I think total, we found probably five, 600 snakes or something <gasps> like that. So, oh my word. Yeah. There's a lot. You know, what's funny is I would somebody- not volunteer as tribute. I'm, oh, I'm no, out no, too. No. Not me. Nope. I guarantee you somebody was listening to our podcast right now and was thinking about quitting their job and they hear about these <laughs> stories. They're like, I ain't quitting. Never no, mind. No, no, I no. Actually, I'm I, here for life. I actually have it pretty good. You know, <laughs> I've never had a cockroach. I've never had a cockroach, a bear or a snake. <laughs> The way you keep saying it, I keep hearing beer, and I just imagine, like, a a can of beer walking in. Are you making fun of my New England accent? I am. I am. Well, well, it's beer. Yeah. Bear. Bear. I'm from New England. I say bear. I don't say beer. You're saying beer. I'm I'm just saying it sounds like a beer, a can of beer. Maybe I need to go clean out my ears, but it it sounds like you're saying a can of beer. No. Maybe you have a problem. Maybe you have a problem, Wesley. Oh, are you saying I'm an alcoholic? No, I'm saying you're deaf. (laughs) Oh, man. I'll take deaf over alcoholic. All right, next. (laughs) Well, I I have to say, I I just want to thank you, Chris, because this has been one of the most fun episodes. We have to get another. We have to get another horror story, I think. One more horror story. One more. One more. All yes. right. Yeah. So, 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 Chris, are you, you up for one a, more? Are you up for one more story? Sure. All right. All right. All right. Oh. We, can, we can do this. All, oh, all right. So, I think this is. We might have a part two if this it, if this, if this becomes be. a hit. We'll have a part two. But Chris, go ahead. Um, okay. So, uh, I was working for uh, an appliance company. I was uh, the um, regional inventory manager so i had five four five six different facilities underneath me that i traveled to so one of them 
um, Maryland area. Uh, that's as specific as I'll get. Uh, I traveled to a lot. It was a disaster facility. It was um, uh, the employees, you know, in that area were exhausted uh, as far as, you know, running through employees. You know, we, we they would bring them in, train them, and they would, they would uh, uh, be terminated very quickly. So they had just run through a lot. Of, in fact, they were busing uh, uh, employees in from um, from other cities to try to get them in there. It's a it's a very large warehouse packed area, a lot of different companies and things like that. Anyway, so not the greatest uh, labor force, um, and uh, we were going to have a physical inventory coming up. So I had gone up there, and they had also. Um, they did not have the correct return process in place. So they had built up, this was uh, appliances, refrigerators, stoves, you know, big, big box Mm -hmm. items, big things like that. Um, It was a 750,000 square foot facility and the entire left side of the building where all of the doctors were, were stacked up floor to ceiling with appliances returned that they hadn't gotten through. Um, So I was up there uh, training them on how to do the return process and, and um, trying to get the inventory straight for physical inventory. So, uh, you know, it's the middle of the day, break time, everybody's on lunch, and I'm walking down the dock where all of these returns are, and I hear music or something playing and maybe somebody giggling or something, and I'm like, what is that? So I start wandering my way through, um, and, and, and at some point I bumped... And I just hear um, some foul language and like, oh, crap. And then like rats scatter. And I'm like, "Mm." so I finish wandering my way through. And lo and behold, uh, four or five employees had created a fort (laughs) in the middle of this area. Um, And they had taken like big coffin freezers and made beds out of them. And there was... uh, an iPad, which I don't, I don't really understand, but there it was. It ended up being five gentlemen, and there was an iPad with, and there was, um, they had a refrigerator plugged up with beer and drinks. Um, they there was weed. Um, we brought them in. Um, Were they living there? Do you think or they they weren't living? So what they would do is because the facility was so big, and Mm. there was we were having trouble getting managers in. They weren't being tracked, so they were clocking in. They were going in this area, just taking it easy the entire day, and then clocking out at the end of the day and going home. But like chilling, you know, getting getting high and and eating their Cheetos and drinking their beer and and um, watching whatever um, together. Um, um, so, so we, we eventually, we eventually did, they narrowed it down to who it was and got rid of them. What's funny is one of the gentlemen, when, um, when, wait, 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 you said the fort wasn't the funny part. (laughs) No, fort appliance. um, we actually spent the rest of the several days going through making sure there were no other forts. Um, but. (laughs) But um, because, it, you know, it's a very long dock, a very long whatever. But um, I forget exactly what happened. But one of the gentlemen and his girlfriend um, um, both worked there. And as they started doing the investigation, she essentially turned on him and told, you know, 
told him, yeah, he did then whatever. And the um, our head of security at that facility was not the smartest and, and told him. And he he literally beat her up at oh, the facility no. um like punched her she oh. she 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 like knocked her out she fell over and busted her face open on a on a forklift or something that was right there and then um like she got up and he was literally like chasing her through the facility it took like three or four of us to actually restrain him mm-hmm. uh, and we had the cops come out he then threatened to kill me um and actually um the next morning was waiting outside the facility for me to get there and i got out of the car and um he said he was he was literally he's like he's like i'm gonna kill you and i'm like okay well you're gonna have to because i need to go to work and so i just got out and walked in and he just backed out and left. So then they had a police, um, uh, they called the police and the, the cops were there for the next several mornings just to make sure he wasn't there and give me a, an escort in and out of the building. Um, it got really weird and crazy at that, at that place, but um, that was kind of the, the, the level of employee we were dealing with at that facility. I'm so. assuming he was fired. Oh, oh, without it, not only was he fired, they had charges pressed against him. I was going to say, if, if these guys are having a fort was. in the middle of the uh, warehouse, he probably wasn't a great security guard to begin with, if he yeah. didn't right. know that, right? right? That reminds me of that movie, what is it, Dane Cook, where they create that huge fort in like the back things and just chill out there all day. Mm. Employee it, of the month, is that it? Yeah, I think that was it. Nice. Yeah. Nice. It, it really was the area, because funny enough, uh, that same week, like two or three days later, they had uh, a mass shooting. Oh wow. oh wow! Yeah, yeah. It was all over the news, and, and let's get uh, dark real quick. Yeah. I know. Wow. Yeah, no. It's it's just you know um, some of those real industrial big city areas. Mm-hmm. Um, you know when you've you've you're just looking to get a body in there that can that can you know uh, whatever, and you've you've turned over all the employees and that it, it can just get it can get ugly really quick. Right. Wow. So, how if, if, how did you handle being? I mean, like obviously you were just like I'm. I'm going to work. Like you're either going to kill me. I'm going to go to work. I got to get in that building. But like, how did you like really like? I can't like. I would not know what to do if somebody did that. Yeah. So funny enough. Um, so when I when I pulled up and, you know, he, he rolled down the window and he's like, if you get out of that car, I'm going to kill you. I kind of I peed a little. Um, and <laughs> then I was like, well, I can't sit here all day. Um, is he really is he? Is he really going to? Well, he did beat up his girlfriend. I kind of played it in my head back and forth. And then I was just like, you know what? Um, it was probably a stupid decision. I was also much younger. Um, so I was kind of like, oh, whatever. So then I was like, well, I'm not going to I'm not going to let you bully me. I'm going to go to work. And then I just got out of the car and went. At, at least he had the decency to threaten you at the beginning of the day because, uh, you know, that would be <laughs> what I would want to go. I might have been like, yes, please. <laughs> well, I don't know. I'd rather go at the at the beginning of the day than the end, I think. You know, I don't want to go through the whole eight hours. Before. It's true. So, wow. It's true. Well, 
Well, Chris, this has been amazing. I, I it, it, we got a little dark towards the end, but I mean, just the whole. I, I mean, your your lived experience as a manager, and I think um, again, that's just. One of these things that yeah, they don't uh, teach you to prepare for those kinds. Of things. I, I had no. to say, I, <laughs> how could I, you? You know, yeah, uh, I'm, you? Uh, yeah. I, like, what am I going to add? Like a bear removal class to my management <laughs> curriculum? Bear, bear. We we have to end this podcast so we can go practice how to pronounce the word bear. <laughs> you, you know something. Just remember this conversation because in a future episode, you're going to say something and you will not hear the end of it. I'm just letting you know. Okay. But okay. yes, we will. I will. Anyway, I will stop saying the animal with four legs that has cubs. Um, and um, we got to, we kind of get. <laughs> All right. We're out. I'm calling it at this point. So I, and it's time of the walk of wall. I'm Hank. I turned off my microphone. <laughs> I'm Wesley. I'm Allie. I'm Chris. And this is until next time, keep exploring, keep learning and keep your passion for management ignited. Stay curious, stay inspired, avoid bears and join us next week as we help you make management make sense. Mm-hmm.